The time has come where two business besties, that's us, come together to share all of the behind the scenes, laughter, tears, trial and tribulations of exiting our nine to fives and building out a multi six figure coaching and learning company for women entrepreneurs. Imagine this, you're sitting around a cozy living room, the hot beverages are poured and you and your besties are talking about the real honest moves you're making to grow a sustainable business and how you're doing whatever it is that you love all day. That is this podcast episode. Hi everyone, Kayla here, your Virgo systems queen and manifesting generator to the core. I love creating effective, profit-driven business systems that take the guesswork out of growth and scaling. My mission is to support women in building your wealth. And I'm Nicole. If you've been around for a minute, you probably know that I'm the host of our TGIM segment on the podcast, which is your weekly dose of mindset and manifesting inspo. I'm a human design generator and Aries sun and the woman with about a thousand ideas in my head a day. I used to be a high school teacher and yoga instructor, but back in 2016, when I first heard about the world of professional coaching, I knew I had found my calling. Exiting my teaching job was both terrifying and thrilling, and it wasn't until I met Kayla and we built this company did I truly feel like my ideas could be brought to life in a successful, profitable business. Our intention on this podcast is to take you backstage of what it's been like building this company. From hiring and firing, the systems and processes that are required, the deep mindset work that we're committed to, and to show you how it can all be done. Because we don't believe in gatekeeping around here. And of course, we want to bring all of our humanness to the show to let you know that we're not any different than you. So sticking true to our motto, we want to show you how you can all make a lot of money, have a lot of fun, and do a lot of good in this world. Come hang out with your business besties every Thursday. Hello, hello. Welcome back to this week's episode of Biz Besties. And again, we're doing our thing where we're live streaming at first inside of our private community, Align Business School. So if you are here with us live while we're recording this, then please ask any questions that you have that pertain to the topic that we're going to cover today. And what Kayla and I decided that is a really important conversation to have with everybody. It doesn't matter where you're at. It's about thinking about the next step, the next pool that you're dipping your toes into, what that looks like. So for today, we're going to talk about dipping your toes into entrepreneurship and our best tips and tricks and a little bit about our story. And you know the drill, Kayla, let's kick off with What are you grateful for today about having a laptop lifestyle business? Okay, today I'm grateful for the fact that I started my day with going to the grocery store, getting a fun foil balloon and some flowers, and going to Rachel Mark's new clinic, Glow Integrative Health in Oak Bay. And I was her first patient ever. I got a massage. It was amazing. The RMT at Glow is, her name's Jessica, and she's next level. She specializes in neck and head. Oh, that is her Oh, yeah. I got a whole scalp massage, neck massage, shoulders. And she's like, we'll just work on your calves a little bit. So that was amazing. Then I listened to a book and walked home. So I got my steps in, then did some work, then went to spin. So I'm basically living the dream right now. You are so abundant. (laughs) So fit. Thank you. Living the best life ever. What can I say? I know. And then like, thank God for voice notes. I'm grateful for voice notes because I can walk, I can think, I can send a voice note, I can reply. I'm grateful for our voice note coaching clients. Anyway, in general, I'm just very grateful right now. What about you? 
Yeah, that was a hit. Our pocket coaching offer, that was a really cool idea to do that. And it's been a lot of fun today already. What I'm grateful for with laptop lifestyle, I mean, so it's August. Happy August 1st, everybody. Well, by time you hear this, it'll be August 3rd. But we're recording here on the 1st. And today, August is always really fun for me because we don't go live like on calls. There's nothing like scheduled in the calendar. It's, you know, we work on the business when we want to work on the business around what we want to do. And so I woke up this morning and I scripted. And I listened to a little bit of a book as well. And then I read a little bit of a book. And then I went into a full moon reading call. So that was really fun to hear all about this full moon. And then, you know me, I'm definitely a lover of learning. And so I attended two workshops today. I've just been like taking notes. I've been playing around with my whiteboard. I laid out in the sun for a little while. Wow drinking lots of fizz. And I'm like, this, this is such a great start to the day. I've got my August intentions and goals set out of everything that I'm really excited to do. And my morning practice, I would love to share my morning practice here with everybody for the month of August, I had a hypnotherapist curate me a special hypnotherapy session that's 20 minutes long, it's audio. And I'm going to have that with my headphones by my bed every day. And I don't need internet for it. So I don't have to, you know, yes. go onto the internet. So I'm going to wake up. Yeah. My phone will be on do not disturb. So I won't have distractions. I'm going to listen right away, sit up in bed and listen to my 20 minute hypnotherapy session. Yes. And then I'm going to keep my journal right there. And I'm going to journal right afterwards, anything that came up, scripting yes. my desires, all of that. And then I'm committing, you heard it here first, to then coming and getting onto my yoga mat. Minimum minutes. Yep. Minimum 20 minutes getting on my yoga mat. Yoga isn't like it's yoga for me has never been like this huge, like sweaty, high endurance practice, but it's always like super spiritual for me and allows me to remember things that I forgot, connect to something bigger, gives me great ideas, opens up my body, releases blocks. Yeah. So that's my commitment to August. I listened to my hypnotherapy session today and I cried. I cried because there's a piece in it where like I get to see myself at this event and I imagined you being there, Kayla, and I imagined Jeff being there and I imagined just like how it feels like looking out into the audience with you guys there and whoever else wants to be there. And I started crying. So yeah, that's going to be my morning routine for the whole month of August, which is like, okay, that's best life scenario for me. Yeah. We're doing best life scenario all the time over here. We love it. We love it. Okay. If you're here, can you please say hi? Yeah. If you're here, say hi. What's your best life scenario? We have the comments up. Yes. Yeah. We have the comments up. Um, What can you do? Okay. We want to hear in the chat. What can you do in August that calls in best life scenario? Yeah. What What sort of like introspective, reflective practice can you do and if it's not that what sort of movement practice can you do what sort of manifesting practice can you do that will support you in that so it says here facebook user says hi do you know who that is yeah it's kristen hi kristen hi kristen okay so that's our best life scenario that's what we're grateful for today about being able to work wherever we want whenever we want with whoever we want doing whatever we want Mm -hmm. I would never have it any other way, but this wasn't always the way. 
This was not always the way. And so we're here to share a little bit of a story. We started to think about it. We were like, well, we've shared our story a million times about, you know, the exit of our nine to fives and how we got mm -hmm. here. I think we've shared the same story. Today, we want to share a few little different things. Like when we actually started to backtrack and back unpack, like what were some of the things that we were unconsciously doing and maybe consciously doing that allowed us to get to here where we are our own bosses? And so do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? What do you feel like? Yeah, I think I was consciously doing some things, but I didn't exactly know where they were going to lead. But I knew back in like even 2011, I think 2011, it first dawned on me like, oh, I actually don't want to be in this office job, but I don't know how I'm going to get the money I need, like being very attached to that, the 3D money thing. So mm -hmm. I don't understand how that works. And then in 2014, I had this aha moment around buying a coffee and saying to myself, like, I don't even know where money is coming from. Like, what is this? I don't understand how this works. So what am I going to do? I'm going to figure out how all these people have become rich and I'm going to be rich too. So I did that in 2014. I worked on my financial freedom, but that was following a breadcrumb that I didn't know was going to lead me to where I am today. But I, I listened to my intuition that was saying, like, basically yelling at this point, you need to do something else other than what you've always done to see a change, to elevate your life, to raise your standards. And mm -hmm. so I worked on my financial freedom. I read every single post on Mr. Money Mustache. And that was back 2014. Do you think we should just like, I think maybe we'll do like a little timeline, a 10 years ago to now timeline. So I just said my 2014. Do you want to share yours? Yeah, mine is 2013. So it's literally 10 years ago to the date, like 10 years, two months. And in May of 2013, I was graduating from two programs. I was graduating from my Bachelor of Education, which took me six years to obtain mm -hmm. and a shit ton of student loans. And on the exact same day, I was graduating my 200 hour yoga teacher training. And so I had to make a choice. Mm -hmm. I had to make a choice. Do I want to go attend my graduation at St. Francis Xavier University with everybody else in my program? Or do I want to go attend my yoga teacher training graduation? And I chose my yoga graduation. And my parents, I remember, were like, what the heck is going on? Why are you choosing to go to this graduation over your teacher graduation? And that should have been a huge light bulb moment for me of, well, this is what I really want is to be teaching yoga and to be like, yeah, do my own business. But, and I know a lot of people didn't get it. I know a lot of my friends that I even went to my BED with were like, you're not coming to graduation. I was like, well, I'm going to another graduation. I have two on the same day. So that should have been a red flag. But what happened was then I got my first permanent job in September for 2013 classroom teaching. And it was in high level Alberta. And I taught the first semester and somebody said to me, Hey, I heard you're a yoga teacher. Hmm. Have you, have you thought about teaching yoga up here? And I was like, no, I'm all in on teaching school. Where would I ever find the time? And so I actually starting January of 2014 at the beginning of the new year, I was like, I'll try and teach one class a week and see if anybody shows up. 
and people wanted it. People wanted yoga. And I think my energy and my magnetism towards like, I love this. And I want to bring this to this community. And we're going to do it at the community hall. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And I made it really accessible and exciting for people to sign up. And that showed me that people wanted it. So I had another source of income of revenue, even while I started teaching, my schedule was packed full. But it didn't matter because what I really wanted to be doing was teaching yoga. And so I was like, I'm going to find a way here. Yeah. Okay. So you're following the breadcrumbs around something other than your day job mm-hmm. that you love to do, that you want to connect with people. And you're one of your number one strengths is being a connector. So using your strengths and we're looking back in hindsight, so we can pull all the pieces together, but maybe people who are listening, maybe you're in the moment and you're thinking, okay, well, I can see how that led to that led to that for you, but where, where do I go? Cause I'm here right now in the moment and you don't have the benefit of hindsight yet. And what we say to that is just get out a pen and paper right now as you're listening and start writing down the things that you want, that you're really interested in, that you that you know you hear it and you're like oh that's cool it could be anything it could be you're passionate about this series on netflix it could be that you really want to learn about i don't know coloring books it could be it could be anything just at the moment think about what you're what you love what lights you up and you don't have to think about being paid for it yet like just don't think about that Again, I never went into yoga teacher training because I thought that I would teach yoga in a studio or that I would do private classes or host international retreats. I was like, "Mm, maybe this will help me get a teaching job better because yoga 11 was in the curriculum in Nova Scotia. So that's the only reason I took it. I, I had no idea what I was getting into now. Now I see how it all added up and led to being here. But yeah, I think that's a great point. Like get out your journal, think about what you really want to be doing. And, you know, the best way as Dr. Joe Dispenza would say to predict our future is to create it. Yeah. So create your hindsight. If you want to look in 10 years from now, if you want to look back at 2023 and 2033, And you want to say, oh, that decision I made in 2023 definitely adds up to where I'm at here, then do that. And if you're also listening and if you're impatient, like myself, like Kayla, um, patience is a virtue for sure. And if you're like, I don't want to wait till 2033 to have all the things that adding up. Okay, then do something right now. Oh, yeah. Do something right now. I mean, 2033 will arrive anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's happening. Time is passing as we speak. So you might as well do something right now for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Don't wait. Okay. So, <laughs> Don't wait. Okay. So then what was your next okay. thing on the map that you can indicate like, oh yeah, that makes sense to being able to be full-time in my line purpose. Cause we weren't full-time in our own business until three and a half years ago. Yeah. I think it adds up to, well, I'll share my next step in one sec, but I think as I'm looking at my little list that I created, all these things that I wrote down, I did, even though it was scary. So I was practicing doing scary things and making big moves that were big to me, maybe not big from somebody from the outside who had already experienced that, but big for me. So my next big move, I'm working on my financial freedom. I pay off my debt. I save for 
our condo, the first condo that we bought, put more than 20% down on that mortgage. Then I heard that men all over the world are like, I'm taking the equity out of this apartment or this, whatever it is, and I'm going to buy another place. I'm like, shut up. You can do that. Anyway, so this is all my wheels are turning. I decided, and Scott's sister lives in Victoria, and we've been visiting Victoria a lot. And we lived in Vancouver at the time, in one of the most expensive places on earth. And my wheels are turning. I'm driving around Victoria when we came to visit, thinking, this place is incredible. I mean, I'm kind of sick not waking up on an island. This is amazing. I could live in paradise and get away from the crazy traffic of Vancouver and more importantly, build the kind of assets that I want to own instead of like I was looking at what would be the next step in Vancouver and it would be I'd have to sell my condo and buy some sort of one point something million dollar townhouse attached with you know high strata fees and I had a nine to five so I had a fixed income and I was like oh the math is really tight and people do it all the time the math still feels really tight for me it's not really the lifestyle that I want that I have to be tied into this job to pay this mortgage that's I think is completely inflated so that I can sit in traffic to go to the job all day like eh, this is not making sense and I decided that since I'm not a tree and I'm not stuck somewhere, I will move. So the next big move is that we leveraged the equity in the initial real estate purchase and bought a house in Victoria with space that I turned into an Airbnb. And I was, well, I did the math, so I wasn't actually like too scared about it. But if I listened to the critics, if I put any weight on like, you know, my brother-in-law saying like, that's a lot of debt to take on or any weight on other people thinking like, oh, you're just like, maybe I look young. They're like, oh, you're just, you're just cute. You're just young. You're just happy. Go lucky. Do you really know what you're doing? And if I put any weight on that opinion, it would have held me back. But I was like, no, actually my goal is to be rich in my, in my mind. Like, I'm not saying this out loud. I'm just saying like, no, actually what I'm going for right now is full financial freedom where I can buy what I want for people around me. I can support my community. I love, I was just texting you today, Nick. I love giving gifts. I love being thoughtful about the next best thing that everybody needs. I love, I I basically love being Oprah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going for it. So that, that was my next big thing that I did. The big scary thing was moving. Mm. It was hard to move. It took me a couple of years to get settled. Yeah. It's surprisingly difficult to get settled. Well, I mean, that also lends into exactly where I went next. I, the next big move that I made was, okay, I've had this teaching position. I've had this classroom for three years now. I've been teaching yoga for three years. I've been making decent money, but I'm not happy. So what's, what's missing here, I would rather decrease the money and be more happy, because that was the only solution that I saw, I didn't know how yeah. to increase the money and increase the happiness. So if we're just being real here, that was the only solution that I saw in mind was, well, leave teaching and leave this town, leave this province, leave this country, 
I was like, I'm going to experiment. I was 30 years old. I was still applicable for a working holiday visa in Australia until you're 30. And so I applied. Oh, you're still eligible for that until you turn 30? Yeah, like you can be 30 and apply. But once you turn 31, that's it. So I was 30 when I applied. I turned 30 in March. I applied for my visa in April. I moved the following October. So I, my next jump was it feels terrifying to leave my teaching career behind, but it doesn't have to be forever. Yeah. Nothing has to be permanent. So I was like, okay, well, I'll try leaving this job for a year and see what happens. And I'm going to go overseas. And so I went overseas and I tried a bunch of different things. I was waitressing. I taught yoga. I was doing some retreats, like all this different kind of stuff. I was bartending. Uh, I wrote a book and all of those things. However, I was still not full time in the business of being my own boss. I still didn't know how to do that. This is actually how we ended up building Lime Business School. I, if I, if there was something around like a Lime Business School, I would have been in full time my own business in 2017 because I had the desire, but I didn't have the know how, and I didn't have the community, and I didn't have the support. So then it led me back into a classroom because I was like, fuck, I don't know what to do here. I really am passionate. I do want to build my own business, but I don't know how to do this. So what I do know how to do is be a teacher. So I guess I'll go back to being a teacher. And I landed back in the classroom in 2018. But I'll share my next jump after you share share yours. (laughs) Okay. So I move here. I get my next fundraising job here in Victoria. And worked on turning our basement where I'm sitting now, which is above ground, but I call it the basement into an Airbnb. Like, okay, we're going to make income off renting property. I have my place in Vancouver. We have this place. I'm going to rent this place. And I was just going, 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 going. And I felt excited about the real estate investments, but I didn't feel excited that I didn't really understand how I could spend every day building more wealth instead of building somebody else's idea. I didn't really get that yet. And I started, I I think like my next step is a Hail Mary. I just started trying things. Like I was already being coached, but I was being coached one-on-one. And the one-on-one coach I was with was talking to me about different fundraising roles. And then The next thing she said is, I think you could be an entrepreneur and I think you could be a coach. Why don't you just try it? And it's going to blow your mind how much time you have during the day if you go all in on yourself and how quickly you can get results. And I was like, okay, because she I'd been working with her for a few years. So she knew me like inside and out from my own perspective, telling her. And she knew that I had this potential, but I needed someone to see it in me and suggest something to move forward, which is really like, that's what we want to talk about after we go through our story is, is like the people who you're surrounding yourself with, they have an idea of, of how life has to be. We all have the story. And unless we're surrounding ourselves by people who are constantly elevating their stories and elevating their standards, we just stay at the unhappy level. Because we're humans, we're meant to evolve, we're meant to grow, we're meant to challenge ourselves and learn. So I think my next scary move was I went to Royal Roads, which is a university up here in in Victoria, and did an executive coaching certificate. And I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know if I was going to be a coach, but I figured, 
Well, I, I don't really, I like getting coached. I don't know how to be a coach necessarily. Like I was kind of, the idea was a bit half-baked, but I thought, okay, I'll go and do this thing that really interests me and see what comes of it. Like as an experiment and also as I don't really have a better idea and I love personal development and every single book on like You Are a Badass and Gabby Bernstein and all those books, I was just reading them for fun all the time. So my breadcrumbs were leading me to loving personal development, loving working with people like through fundraising, loving talking about money. And I thought, okay, what is there to lose if I do a coaching certification? And I did that. You have to do a whole bunch of hours of coaching to get your certification. And I did that with the people I was working with at my nine to five. Like I coached them and anyone else who came along who had a pulse. We were just going, going hard on coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, it's, sounds like you weren't afraid to tell people at work that like you might be on your way into something else. Hey, I'm going to do coaching. Hey, can I coach you? Like, you know, it's like sending out smoke signals. Like I might leave this job. Maybe, but I think because they're so invested in their perspective, it was like, sure, you can go to coach school because then you'll be a better communicator and you can, we can use these skills here for this company. Truly. I think that was kind of the perspective on it. Mm, So you didn't share with them that you were wanting to be a coach. Well, I didn't know that I wanted to be a coach. I just went to coach school because I thought, well, this would help with any type of communication. I could be a coach like internally in a company, or I could just coach people. I, I kind of like, I knew that's what I liked, but I didn't see the business path of it which is so weird. Cause I see a business path in everything. It's like, I didn't have the confidence yet. So for people listening, it's like, you know, sometimes we hear that people don't want to talk about their passions or their interests at work or even on social media because they don't want their work to know. Yeah. Um, and again, this is why we say, okay, Align Business School is such an incredible place to be because you're going to be surrounded by 60 plus women who are all on the inside, we're all talking this talk and nobody else on the outside has to know yet. You can come in behind the scenes. We can help you set up all of your systems, all of your tech, all the strategies, get your mindset dialed, prepare you for those conversations, the exit strategy. You're going to have people who are going to support your marketing, who are going to collaborate with you. And all of this can happen behind the scenes and your boss doesn't have to know. So (laughs) that's also a pretty cool piece. Okay. You know how lots of people, sorry to interrupt, but you know how lots of people talk about how they don't want to post on Instagram because their nine to five might find out they're doing something else and they can't do both. Okay. Well, the, what I wanted to say, I'm just kind of like thinking as I'm talking, what I wanted to say about that is that you don't need to sell on Instagram first. You don't. We'll talk about that more. We talk about it all the time and inside of the Light and Business School, but it's like, if that's a limitation that externally has been placed on you, don't let that stop you from building out your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what we're saying. Like you don't have to go public with this yet. You can 
silently build up this business and nobody has to know. I mean, I wrote a book and nobody knew about it. I'm working on something else behind the scenes that essentially nobody knows except Kayla, Jeff, and a handful of people. Like you can build dreams and accomplish them and other people don't have to know until it's done. Okay. If you have any questions about this, any insights, put them in the chat. Anything you want our audience to hear thing that you're thinking like, oh, this is a question I would like to have answered around this topic. This is the time. Or if you want coaching around something and we can add that into this conversation, although we're at 27 minutes, so we're going to have to start to wrap it here. Okay. So I'm in Australia. The next breadcrumb is, and I said, I was afraid. I didn't know how to build my own business. I definitely had the desire, but I didn't have the know-how. And I started to build out my nonprofit at the end of 2017. And then I found myself back in the classroom for the 2018, 2019 school year. And I promised myself one weekend I was like fuck I hate this what did I do why did I sign this contract I don't want to be here I don't want to work for somebody else so I promised myself that every prep period like teachers get prep periods and every lunch every PD day every staff meeting that I wasn't engaged in I was going to work on my business on the side my business was my nonprofit at the time which was a blend of like coaching mentoring yoga mindfulness so I was like, I'm going to build up these things. I'm going to write the emails. I'm going to make the posts. I'm going to do everything I can on my paid time. And I didn't feel guilty for it. I did not feel guilty for that at all. I was like, whatever, I have to be yeah. here. This was like, I can listen to this person talking. And it sounds like, you know, Mickey Mouse or something in the background. It's not Mickey Mouse, but somebody always says like another Disney character, you know, in the background. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Yeah. And that's what I heard. And I was like, okay, building my business, building my business. Then the thing that allowed me to leave teaching once and for all and go all in on this was other people seeing me start to build it on the side and believing in me. So this is when Dave Thompson called me up and said, can I fly you to Hawaii and pay you to coach? This is when somebody came to my yoga class and said, can I put you through your first module of coach training? Because I want you to be a coach. Other people started to see that I really was serious about this because I was talking about it. I was starting to believe in it was possible. And I took the risk to say, I'm not going back to teaching this year. And I will find other ways to make money that actually fulfill me. So I was waitressing here at Stage Wine Bar in Firmwood in Kayla's Hood. I was teaching yoga, I was building retreats, and I was becoming a coach. And I was doing all of these things. And although my schedule was full, and I was making little increments of money here and there and everywhere, I was so much happier than when I was in this nine to five position. So you don't have to keep the nine to five. And you also don't have to burn it down completely and go right into your business. You can transition, you can have a bridge of other ways of making money. Yeah. You could say, I'm going to leave my nine to five, and I'm going to go waitress, because that actually will feel better and I'm going to make money and I'm going to be able to have different hours to be able to build up my business. Like there's so much opportunity available for you nope. up in the like, Nope, this is my nine to five and it has to be this, then my business. Some of the best advice I ever got was from the coach I was working with at the time, trying to get out of my nine to five. And she said, I was in this fundraising job that was causing major health issues for me. It was it was bottom of the barrel. It was not good. And I had huge targets and so much pressure and everyone was super uncollaborative and mean. And it was just like, oh, it was cutthroat and it's not my vibe. And it was, per it was affecting my health. 
And she was like, okay, I'm going to help you. I'm going to tell you something. You can get a job that's this with your current fundraising skills. That is a bridge job. You don't need to stay there forever. You could stay for six months. You can stay for a year. You can stay for two years. You can do whatever you want. You're not obligated to stay there for the rest of your life. Who fucking cares what your LinkedIn profile says? Oh, if it's under two years, it's going to look bad. Just delete it off your LinkedIn profile and forget about it. Yeah. So yeah, I absolutely could not handle that job. And she told me get a bridge job. So I did. And then I was like, I'm going to move to Victoria. So I left my number one bridge job and got a number two bridge job. And I stayed at my number two bridge job for like three years or something because I was doing coach training. I was meeting, getting settled, setting up my Airbnb. I was like, I'll show up. I'll work it. I'll hit my targets. I'll be present in my responsibilities. And I'm not going to go above and beyond and volunteer on every effing committee on the face of the earth and blah, 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 and show up to every single event. I was like, I can't do evening events. So I'm not going to, I'm going to put my time into working on my Airbnb. I'm going to put my time into doing coach training. I'm going to take vacation time to show up to the live cohorts of coach training. I like, I did what I needed to do for myself. And it was hard to put myself first because it's not approved by people who want you to put their business first. But if you think about it, it's like, of course, your, bo your boss is bought into the business. That's why they work there. And that's why they're at that level. So of course, they want you to put as much as possible, way more than you would normally put into anything that you're just getting paid for. But they want you to go above and beyond. And then you kind of get roped in. You're like, I guess that's a yes. I guess that's a yes. I guess I'll go to that conference and not take any time off afterwards. I guess I'll check my email on vacation. And all the while you're building their dream and you're not putting yourself and your own wealth building first. We all have the ability to build our own wealth. And it's right there for you when you start saying no to what other people are asking you for and start saying yes to what you really want. Mm. Yeah, that's just it. That is just it. Yeah. I think it goes to like the very last piece of like, okay, so we had the idea for My Line Purpose in May of 2020. And we got everything like half set up to go for our first course for June 8th. And we like 7th at midnight, we're doing the first thing. <laughs> Make yeah. sure it's live for the next day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do it scrappy. So June 8th rolls around. And when we went, when we started My Land Purpose, we still had another, it was small and it wasn't consistent, but we still had another source of income because yeah. we were assistant coaches for somebody else, associate coaches for somebody else. And so we were like, okay, if she gives us jobs, like if she gives us people to coach, then we have that money too. And I believe that even just that, like, even if it was false or even just that, like pipe dream, of like people could coach with us from over here, that belief or that safety perceived safety allowed us to go in like we're not talking dipping toes in anymore. We were like, we are jumping off the deep end. We're back flipping. We're doing all the things, butterflying through the pool. We are in the pool. We're swimming. We're in the we're deep. A butterfly. We are butterflies. <laughs> and we went all in and we had so much fun creating, launching, growing, talking about my line purpose. We had so much fun. And here we are three and a half years later, and we're still having so much fun. 
So when you listen to this and you hear the journey of like, let's say 10 years for each of us, it's like little things started to add up behind the scenes where we're dipping our toes, we're waitressing, we're teaching yoga, we're opening Airbnbs, we're moving cities, we're moving countries, we're saying no to the things that we don't want to do, we're being brave and saying yes to the things that we do want to do, even though it feels scary. Mm -hmm. And we're dipping toes, dipping toes, dipping toes. And then we're basically Olympic divers. We're all in. And that's, I mean, practice, we practice listening to our intuition. Yes, we practice, we practice, we practice. And we both agreed before we were recording this, that we would have went all in a my line purpose, the concept of building a business together, doing it this way. I do believe in divine timing, but the going all in on our own things, whether it was me going all in on the homework project or you going all in on the money added or whatever that looks like, we would have went all in on that if we have had what, what a line business school is. If we had have had that support, that yeah. community, being around other people who were doing it too, even if they were doing it scared, if yeah. we had that, we would have had these results sooner. So that's why we created it. Yes. So that you can get results sooner. We're going to show you exactly step-by-step, basically like what your ceilings are, how you can raise your standards. And then we're going to show you, well, this is what you love. This is what you can create out of it. And then we're going to show you the systems of how to take money for in exchange for your, your energy output of what you're giving. And then we're going to teach you how to build your audience. We're going to teach you how to launch, how to deliver your product. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You can do the simple version of it and do that really well and begin to build, build, build your knowledge as an online business owner. Yeah. You, you, you can make it easier. Yeah. Like you can make it easier for yourself yeah. than, than being a 10 year journey. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, this is what, you know, Tony Robbins will say, you know, what took him 40 years to learn, he wants to be able to teach people in a five-day workshop. So trust him that he went and spent 40 years to learn everything he knows so that he can deliver to you in five days. So if you take Kayla's 10 years of figuring this out and my 10 years of figuring it out, take our 20 years combined experience of growing a profitable online, sustainable business, take our experience truly and do it in our eight module program of Align Business School, eight modules. You have lifetime access to the community, lifetime access to the content. You've got access to us inside yeah. of that group. Take our 20 years combined experience and do it faster. It's available. Yeah. I would say if we're going to combine our experience, it's like, 40 years of combined experience. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Okay. okay. We're here for it. We're here for you. We're here for it. We're here for you. Just a reminder, you are hearing this on Thursday, August 3rd. And if you're catching this in the morning, if you have not yet registered to CEO Summer, Today, we have Jamie Pereira, who is the creator of Glow Jar Beauty. And Glow Jar, it's been in the Jilly Box. It's been on CTV News. She's all over the place. She's curating her own line of sunscreen, which is... Ooh, you know, that's exciting. I'm yeah, here for that. 
no easy feat to be able to do that. She has such an incredible story. So make sure you get registered to that. The link will be here in the show notes of this podcast. The link is in our bio. The link you can sign up on our website. It's free. It's fun. If you can't make it live, that's okay. You can still register. You'll get the replays. We have so many incredible past CEO summer guests from the last few weeks. So you can catch those. And then we wrap it up next Thursday with Isabel, who is the founder of Coldwater Skin Bar. And we're going to hear her entrepreneurial journey of going uh, like 15 years plus of being in the flight industry to opening up her own business, her own spa with medical grade product business and doing it, doing it dirty, doing it scrappy, figuring it out and going after it. Yeah. Giving people the best facials they've ever had in their whole life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So these stories are incredible. We're inviting you to be in the room. Again, there is power in being in the right room. There's a big difference between being in the CEO summer Zoom room and being in the boring board office, cubicle, staff room, Zoom room. By the water cooler, chatting about what X person said about the weekend, not the vibe. No. Yeah, Thursday at lunch. And thank you everybody for being here, for subscribing, for tuning in to My Line Purpose podcast. We're so appreciative of everyone. If you haven't yet already, head over to Apple Podcasts. Make sure that you subscribe so that you don't ever miss an episode. If you haven't left a review yet, or if you haven't rated this podcast, we would appreciate that as well. It always helps boost our listenership. And we're so appreciative. Thank you everybody for being here today. Okay, bye. Bye.